Black Traveller, episode nine. I can't believe we're at nine episodes already. Yeah, it's quick, Frank. We've got here very quickly. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, looking forward. This is a good one. I'm looking forward to this one today. You say uh, that every episode. Man. <laughs> I do. That's yeah. very true. But, I'm, you know, I look forward to life, Frank. You know that. <laughs> Let's get into this. Okay. Right, episode nine, and no better time to talk about the second city, Birmingham, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You've probably heard that in at least four episodes, yeah. I think. But no, we're not going to talk about Birmingham today. We're not, we're not. We're not. We're, but we will have an honorary episode just talking about the second city. I think we need to. I think Nigel. we should, yeah. We've we... got to respect your background. What's the club that we shouldn't go to? We shouldn't Do... go Bobby Brown's. Bobby Brown's. If it's still there. Don't go to Bobby Brown's no. if you're ever in Birmingham. <laughs> It was racist as heck. It was. I don't know whether it still is. Um, if it, or even if it's still there, actually. Right. Um, right. But yeah, we, we'll do a um, we'll do an episode at some point. Yeah. And I can you know offer the insights into traveling to Birmingham, seeing yeah. the sights in Birmingham. The, the thing we said we wouldn't talk about it, but the thing yeah. it's probably best known for is maybe Cadbury's chocolate. Really? Yeah, okay. Okay. Now know. I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I you love, love your, a bit of chocolate. You love your chocolate. So, so, so yeah. that was that the first site of Cadbury's? Uh, yeah, it was basically based mm-hmm. in a place called Bourneville in Birmingham. Oh, Bourneville, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamelessly, I don't know this history. No. Yeah, Shamelly. and it's got a big industrial history as well. Right. You know, steam engines and things like that. So, yeah, not for today. Yeah. Yeah, but at another point, we'll we'll talk about Birmingham. We'll offer some insights into where to stay, yeah. what to see, and if you love chocolate, and if you love to, if you love chocolate, to, go to Birmingham. Be to Birmingham. There's a place called Cadbury World as well. What? I had a little summer job there a few years ago. Where I used oh to, my goodness. Yeah, and it was all the chocolate you can eat, Frank. Imagine you say that. a few years ago. You're saying like this was like a couple of years yeah, ago. No, this no, was no. a while ago. It was like 20 years ago. Wow, but like that, all the chocolate you can eat yeah. for a summer job. I, yeah. I worked in a mailroom okay. in Royal Bank of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> what were the perks of that job? Nothing. Nothing. Now, but the last day was my birthday and they got me like a Dolce & Gabbana fragrance, which at oh, the time... At 13 years old, I wow. thought I was the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. That that's gift. not bad. But, um, that's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. So anyway, what are we actually talking about today? Okay, so today we're going to talk a little bit about black film. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. It's yeah. Black History Month in the UK. It's Black History Month in the UK. Yeah. Um, Controversial for some, actually. Yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, I think some people just feel black history it shouldn't be confined to one month in well, the year. True. Because, uh, you know... Black people, the black community, people of colour have had a huge impact on history as much as everyone else. So um, I actually think it's a good idea. I mean, I think it's great to promote different cultures and just bring visibility to some stories that you may not be aware of. Yeah, and it raises awareness, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. I was looking at the Royal Society website and they're, they're publicising... Um, black men and black women who've been really important in science, for instance, this right. month. You know, okay. and I think every day they've got a different scientist of colour on there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and you, you know, you look at that and you you learn something. You know, you learn something. You look at it and you, you find out another name of somebody who's been, you know, who's done some really great things in the field of science that we generally don't hear about. That's so, yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's great just to, to raise awareness you celebrate, right? It's yeah, not, it's not about activism. It's it's about that awareness piece. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's Black History Month. There's, there are events all over England, all over the UK nice. for this month. What have you been up to? Um, well, I've been, been to, any to of these. Or? Well, I went to something that was just prior to Black History Month, but I I went to um the American Black Film F- uh, Makers Festival. Okay, yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah, and I saw a film which I think is going to be on general release, I think from maybe this week or next week. And it was called Farming. 
Farming. Farming, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running to buy a ticket no, just you're not. yet. No, 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 you <laughs> might. FYI. You might do once I... Uh... Not, even though I love film, yeah, and I have a film club as well, so, okay. you know, for anyone in, in London ever, hit us up and you got an invitation. Okay, lovely. You, you, should, you should check this out. This is a... Yeah. Um, yeah, so farming. It's called farming. It's called okay. farming because there was a... Um, in the 19s, from about the 1960s to about 1980, a lot of Nigerian families or, or a certain proportion of Nigerian families that came to the UK would essentially farm out. So that's that's why it's called farming. They give see, their children right. to a white British family wow. to what? look after, to essentially to wow. foster or to look after for a period of time. Wow, what for? Um, pretty much because I think they were... Just give them a better shot at life. Give them or? a better shot at life. Allow the, oh, the family, tough, yeah, allow the family to establish themselves in the UK, mm. you know, maybe study and work and get the home life sorted out. And then they'd have the children back at a certain point after that. Um, obviously, in the 60s and 70s in the UK, it was a very, very um, racist society. Mm. Of course. Um, so, and a lot of these families were in areas that weren't um, diverse area, urban areas. Um, so, you know, being in, in Essex, for those of you who know the UK... Uh, being out in Essex or on the south coast of England and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so the experiences were really, really difficult for these, um, you know, these black children. Must have been incredibly yeah, tough. Yeah, incredibly I mean, tough. Imagine just being farmed out, as you say, yeah. to another family. To another family. You and know, then the family not... Different culture as well. Absolutely. So, not understanding your culture, not being sympathetic to it. Mm. Um, and the, the, the film basically is autobiographical. Um, so there was a Q&A with the director, uh, a guy called Ad- Adewale. Okay. And he, um, basically the thrust of the film is that the main character becomes part of a racist skinhead gang. So there's no spoilers in here. I'm not going to say very much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> not gonna say very, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole script. Preface, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a... Be- okay, so he's a black guy. He's a black guy who faces horrendous racism throughout his life and, even, okay. and then from a skinhead gang. Yeah. But then becomes part of that skinhead gang. That's what I'm going to say, Frank. Wow. Yeah, and it's... I've never heard of anything like that No, before. no, no. I mean, I just even think... as a story. Yeah. I mean, pretty deep. Just to actually deal with the issue of farming, I think. And he needs to fix up as well. What's he thinking about? (laughs) Sorry, let's let's throw some shade on that for a second. Yeah, but when you see the film, you'll understand it. That's all I'm saying. You'll understand a lot more. I'm not judging. Yeah, that's good. We don't judge here the black trap. Heck no. No, Heck no. no. But... um, well, sometimes we do, but yeah. not in this case. <laughs> right, right. No, we have opinions. We, right? have, we opinions, have opinions, that's, opinion. that's so. very different. Rightly so. Yeah. So, just to say, it's a, I really enjoyed it. Interesting. If yeah, you can okay. say that. Mm, yeah, it's course. a difficult watch. Yeah, so it's not easy to watch in some ways because the depictions of racism are very, very stark, very hard-hitting. Mm. Okay. Um, there's a guy, the lead actor, uh, is a guy called Damson Idris. Oh, interesting. Yeah, who used to, he was in Snowfall. I don't know if they're doing it. You know, John Singleton directed Snowfall, and he died earlier this year. I think. Oh, okay, right. Um, right, you, right. Who directed Boys in the Hood? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah huge film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge film. And uh, Idris Idris played the main character in Snowfall, uh, but he's actually from Peckham in London. Ah, yeah. <laughs> we love Londoners. Yeah, out exactly. There doing yeah, their we, thing. I, I was amazed. I mean, I'm an East Londoner, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I was amazed when I found out that you know, because for me, his, his American accent in that was convincing. Okay. I didn't realise he, was, he wasn't American. Wow. But, wow. So in this, obviously, he's playing a, a, an English guy uh, of Nigerian descent. And his performance is just stunning. Really? really yeah. Stuff. Just 
amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say any more than that. Yeah. But it's one of the, the I think, the best acting performances I've seen for a while. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. It really is. Wow. So I'd really highly recommend that film. Yeah. It's a tough watch, as I say. There's a lot of, you know, quite graphic racism in there, but, it's, but then it's set in an era where, you know, that was the experience, and it's autobiographical as well. Um, powerful stuff great yeah, story to tell great story to tell it, it shines a light on an area of uh, British history that not a lot of people know about right and I think it does so very very well I think it's on general release I think either this week or next week you've sold me on it now yeah okay, I, I so mean I started off thinking farming farming I, yeah, yeah there's no, there's no cows and sheep or anything like that in there I should have more confidence yeah, exactly. I know you've got great taste so yeah. <laughs> but yeah very 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 good film um, yeah. so I went to that film festival. Um, there were a few different film festivals on around London in particular nice. and around the UK, yeah. focusing on black film as well. Because that happens every year, right? This time of year. It does. Yeah, it does. for yeah. Black History Month as yeah. well. So good, a good time to visit in October if, you're, if you really want to find out about black history and want to visit some of these film festivals, right? Yeah. They're happening all over the UK as well, is that fair to say? They or? are, they are, yeah. Okay. You know, a lot more... Obviously in London, yeah, yeah, course. because being the capital city, yeah. There's another film out soon, I think, called The Last Tree, as well. Haven't heard of this one. You haven't? Okay, no. that's coming out. I think it's either out now or it's out very soon. Um, haven't seen it yet, but the feedback and the reviews I've, I've read and heard uh, have been very, very good. So I'm going to be catching up, seeing that very soon as well. Nice. Um, yeah. So actually, wanted to. We were going to talk as well about mm. our, our favorite black films. You know, whatever. That is really got you me know. thinking now. Yeah, so you know, I guess we're talking about films that either written by people of colour or black people, okay. or starring or directed by. Yeah. Um, and this seems to, at the moment, be a you know a bit of a time for a real I don't know renaissance in black film by the looks of it. It's very you know, it's, it's black popular. British film as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so for you, what favourites? Well, I think one of the ones that struck me the most was the first time I watched Malcolm X. Okay. Uh, a combination of, of Spike Lee and Denzel Washington is always going to be very powerful, uh-huh. right? Because they're two powerhouses in, in film and in particular black film. But I think bringing that kind of story to life is it's challenging, right? Yeah. Because it's yeah. such a serious issue uh, in the civil rights movement. But I think just how Denzel played it really made me understand how serious it was. Mm. You know, I'm not, I didn't grow up in that generation, so it gave me a massive insight into the power of um, of community, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. And, and, and why even to this day, you know, we, we, we've got to stick together, we've got to empower each other, obviously in a positive way. So that, I think that definitely goes down as one of my favourites. Yeah, have you yeah. read the book? Have you read the autobiography? I haven't, actually. Yeah, okay, I that's haven't, no. one of my sort of top, five ever favourite books yeah amazing. amazing but Alex Haley who wow. um, sort of I guess he yeah sort of wrote it with Malcolm X I think. yeah but yeah I read that quite a long time ago now but I think the film sort of encapsulates the book very very well really but I'd, okay. I'd suggest to anybody you know whether you like autobiographies or not autobiography of Malcolm X is just just his just his change the change over his life the you know what he goes through That's how amazing. he changes he changes psychologically as well mm. um, through the course of his life yeah I think it, yeah fantastic book great film as wow. well what about you what's um, what uh, well, would be one of your favourites for me I think one of the ones that had the biggest impact on me was Boys in the Hood oh yeah, yeah. classic yeah, yeah yeah it was I remember classic. watching that and just being stunned by it and I think you know I think I might have shed a tear 
I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no shame in that, brother. <laughs> Ain't no shame. All right? Ain't no shame in that, listen. Yeah, I remember. Because it was just, a, a, you know, that scene where we get shot at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. If yeah. anyone, if anybody <laughs> hasn't seen it, if you haven't seen the film, really sorry. Yeah, but, though we uh, didn't say who got shot. <laughs> yeah, that's we true. I didn't name any yeah, names. No specifics. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there is some shooting, <laughs> but yeah, it's a really well written film. Really, really well acted. I think the depiction for me as well. That's 1991. Yeah, that film. Yeah, and it just deals with some of those um, issues around black fatherhood as well, mm. which I think are really important. So black fatherhood, that sort of tenderness. Yes, that's exactly. there as well that we often don't see on screen you know when we talk, think about black families and black, black relationships yeah. you know it's, it's only relatively recently I think that we've, we've seen that depicted um, so yeah I, I absolutely love Boys in the, Boys in the Hood like you know Ice Cube as well it's very good. Ice yeah, Cube yeah, is yeah, the yeah, man yeah, yeah. I just and, and actually talking about fatherhood it reminds me of, of Moonlight yeah. Oh yeah. man, I I mean, did I forget that? Okay, yeah I, that, I mean, that was that was something classic, else wasn't it? Classic. I could not believe it I mean I, you know, I, I grew up without my father, so, okay. it, you know, it was always a, a an odd one, you know, when you, you know, you watch these films and movies yeah, and yeah. You, you you see what it's kind of like for these characters not to have fathers yeah. as well. And I think what, what struck, there's a particular scene in that film where um, he's, um, I can't remember, what's the name of the, the main, the I main can't character? Remember, yeah, yeah, so he's in the pool, he's learning to swim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, I mean, I was nearly in tears. Lovely scene, isn't it? Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. scene And, uh, you know, it it kind of reminds you how many challenges families can have, especially, you know, when you're growing up in a single parent household or no parents, really, for him, because he had a a mum who was challenged with lots of things. But that film, for me, was just so well made, so well put together, the... From the casting yeah. to the story to the direction, incredibly unique, and it, is, it really sh- yeah, it shined a light on, you know, topics which typically are, are taboo in many communities, yeah. unfortunately, and it shouldn't be the case. And uh, I like the fact that this was just raw and real and just very, very well yeah. made and beautiful so, as well. I beautiful, think. really. That's the, I think really that's the way I describe. It. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, stunned when I watched. Yeah, it. I was as well. I couldn't believe it. It's one of those films where you think, yeah, I've heard this is good. Yeah, let's go, exactly. let's go, I'll go and watch this. Yeah, and then you, and then you just like, wow. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, I, I yeah, can't yeah. believe what I've just seen. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think so that for me, and then I think most recently uh, watching Black Panther mm-hmm. as well, seeing that level of representation was unheard of. Yeah, as you know, it's, it's never happened before, yeah. but it just inspires you because I think we're so used to seeing you know white characters on screen. Nothing wrong with that, but ultimately, as you're a kid. You know, you don't see black superheroes no, ever. Never. So to be able to watch something, you know, I, I was, I remember being sat in the cinema. I was just so excited to be there anyway. <laughs> and as the film started to play out, I was, you know, it was like I was 10 years old again. Yeah. It was just so exciting. Yeah. And it was really, really well made film as well. And there was really such a hype made. around it. It was fantastic. It was crazy, yeah. wasn't it? And it did amazing. Globally, it did amazing. And it speaks yeah. of, you know, why you can make films with people of colour as the lead, which we're starting to see more of now, only now. Yeah. And they'd be incredibly successful. Take, you know, Crazy Rich Asians, which has done yeah, yeah, yeah. incredibly well globally. And um, I'm sure the sequels will, will, will do just as well. And I think it's about time we see more um, actors in, in leading roles who are from 
different cultures absolutely you know, who look yeah. different and representing different societies and i think that thing with black panther the reason i think hollywood uh, had that problem with making a film like that was the idea that a strange idea that white people wouldn't go and see black people on screen right you know so which is ju- has just been completely blown out of the water it's yeah. just a ridiculous idea you know what we're talking about is often we're just people you talk about universal stories universal messages exactly. um a good script well acted you know, why would you... Why would, yeah, yeah, but I think that was it. you go? Yeah, yeah. well, what, you can't What's have a black superhero because the, the, the audience for that will just be black people. Right, it's just ridiculous right. idea. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. And I think I think studios are starting to catch on to that. I fact. think so. The diversity, I mean, you know, kudos to Netflix because they've been putting a lot of money towards creating diverse productions. And actually, Michael B. Jordan has got a series coming out which is about a young black boy... Uh-huh. who has got superpowers. Okay. And, you know, I heard about this, I think I watched a trailer for it uh, about a week ago, and again, it was one of those moments where I was just blown away because yeah. i just n- never seen this yeah. as a youngster. So now to see actually a young black boy with superpowers, that's incredible yeah. stuff. And it's just, I think it's just, it's great for the, the youngsters coming through to be able to expose to this kind of representation. As I well, think it's fantastic because when I was growing up, and I think we've mentioned this in other... Um, other episodes there are so few positive depictions certainly of, of black people you know yeah. of black caribbean or right. african people there were just so few you know and we used to have this thing where i don't you remember family fortunes yeah which i think it's a game it's called yeah. family feud family so feud I think, in, I think the in the u.s in the u.s yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know a black family would be on that and you'd yeah. be phoning your relatives. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, yeah, you're watching it. There's a black fan. And then you'd just be thinking, oh, oh I just hope they do all right. And, you know, you want them to win, like, them yeah. up at home. And... We know at least do okay, you know. You don't want them to get beaten 200 nil or something. Oh, like, no, no, no. You know, no, but that was just, it was, it was just so rare that you just like, so and yeah, there were, you know, there was one newscaster. You know, right. for Trevor McDonald, who's a real institution yeah, yeah. in the UK. Absolutely. But apart from him, there's basically nobody. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, things have changed, I'm happy to say. You know, yeah, things have changed. Changing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Changing, yeah. yeah. But I think definitely if you're a young person there, mm. you've at least got some some dis- depictions of yourself. You yeah. know, some people who represent yourself that you can see on the TV, in the media, in film. Mm. Um, nowhere near where it should be. No, exactly. But, you know, but, but at least, you've, you know, you've got something there now, I think. And we need the institutions to support that narrative. And it actually reminds me of um, something that happened in the news last week in the UK. Uh, one of our presenters on BBC, uh, Naga Minchetti, yeah, yeah, yeah. who, um, she was, you know, she was, she was on a show and she was asked about uh, something that Trump said, which was, you know, go, go home, you know, go, go back to where you're from. I think the way he yeah, phrased it was, taught, it was pretty, pretty much how he phrased it. And she said that every time that's been said to her, it's been embedded in racism. And there were a number of complaints that came through from certain viewers saying that she's not allowed to give her opinion on something like that. And there was what then followed was an incredible backlash from... Uh, black people in the media, from the public. Because have, she got disciplined by the BBC. She got disciplined yeah. by the BBC for saying that that's racism, what's embedded in racism. She wasn't saying that everyone that says go back home or go back to your own country relates it to racism. However, she was talking about her personal and lived experience. And I think that's incredibly fair. Yeah, I think she's being very objective. So she's calling it for what it is. 
And to then be reprimanded for the organisation you work for is obviously ludicrous. And since then, they reversed their decision. It took them a good four or five days to first acknowledge the fact that they made... Well, they, they actually never acknowledged that it was a mistake. They said, look, they've upheld part of the complaint. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and then eventually they said, okay. look, we back her and we, we don't need to go to hold this complaint anymore. I just thought, ridiculous. Yeah, out of touch. Unnecessary, yeah. totally out of touch. Yeah. And this is, this is the, you know, the BBC, one of the biggest media organisations globally that we fund. Yeah. You know, we pay our TV licence, right? Don't forget that. Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's... um. Yeah, so that film-wise, I mean, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me about Moonlight there because I don't know how that slipped my mind. I know, I know, it just came to me. I was just thinking, one of my favourite films, actually, Moonlight is something I've watched several times now and undoubtedly one of my favourite films, so one of my favourite black films. And uh, I think one of the favourite films I watched recently on Netflix as well is, um, I think it's called, it's it's an Asian cast. Okay. And uh, it's called something maybe I've got to find I'm going to search the name okay, as, as we speak so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a comedy okay it's a feature film yeah it's a it's a feature film uh-huh. and I think it's called Always Be My Maybe okay incredibly funny so where's it incredibly set? funny yeah so it's set in the west coast okay and it's where these two kind of childhood sweethearts are falling in and out of love uh-huh. and the main cast is are um, Ali Wong okay who's also a comedian and a great actor, uh, and Randall Park. And they do such a great job at uh, bringing this film to life. Right. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Was it it a hit? Uh, I think so, yeah. I mean, definitely underrated. And Uh definitely check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And And I don't usually call... I don't actually usually watch (laughs) (laughs) rom-coms. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's not usually my genre of choice. That's it. Were you watching it alone, Frank? I was actually watching it alone as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As sad as that may be. I was watching watching it alone. (laughs) Tissue boxes and ice cream. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I think you know, black black film is on the rise, it isn't is, it? And it I, is. I think whether you're in the UK or the US or anywhere in the world, there are some really interesting um, features to to dive into, and it's worth searching. I mean, I you know, even if you go off the beaten track to some of these kind of small little local cinemas, you'd be surprised what they're yeah. they're showing. And I I never forget being in Los Angeles um, back in '06, the first time I was there. And finding this little cinema in Santa Monica, very close to the beach, and it literally cost I think like two dollars fifty right. for a film, and it, I just had such a great time, okay. such a great time. Yeah. So. So, and you've just come back from the states as well. So That's you, right. You were in New York. I was for yeah. what, a week, ten days, something like. That. So I was there for a week, uh-huh. and I was there for work actually. So we had a number of meetings with uh, the UN General Assembly when I was there, okay. which is quite yeah. interesting, you yeah. know. So not that I'm important in any way. <laughs> So what was you tell us a bit about you know the work that you were doing there and the meetings and the, just the general yeah um, so well well my work is in diversity and inclusion and uh-huh. a lot of this was talking about the importance of diversity and I think just you know setting big targets of what can we accomplish if uh-huh. we all come together and I guess that's the premise of the UN okay you know I think the concern sometimes is you know we set these big targets we set a big ambition a big agenda agenda and what actually happens you know is the, you know the stuff on the ground is the stuff that we need to get right okay yeah and i don't think we're there yet with any of these conversations around diversity and inclusion but it was really interesting to be exposed to some some great minds some interesting characters 
have some challenging conversations because I think you do need to be a challenger, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to you know, race and diversity as a whole. And overall, I enjoyed my trip. Actually, this is I've been to New York several times now. Okay. And this is this is a trip that I particularly enjoyed, and yeah. actually also spent a couple of weekends in in Pennsylvania, where I've got family. Okay, so tell us about New York first. Then, mm. what was so good about this journey or this trip? You know, it, when you compare it to previous ones, you said this is one that you you particularly enjoyed being in New York. Yeah, well, well I think first thing is the weather. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Every time I've been in right. been to New York in the past, it's been freezing, okay. but cold to the point where I just cannot understand why it's so cold. Right. I remember I I was there earlier this year, I think January and February, right. freezing my fingers off, right. just trying to get to Trader Joe's. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> Just want to get my wine and food from Trader Joe's and go home, and it's just so cold. And so, first and foremost, the weather was perfect. Right. It was you know, 25, 26 Beautiful. degrees pretty much every single day, so that was nice. I think also this time I I was committed to find places that I actually like going to in New York. Okay. And I found a couple of spots like um, I think Union Square Park is what it's called. Yeah, and, and I've been there actually. You've been there, yeah. It's just a lovely place, like beautiful trees. Uh, a number of food stalls and food markets which are quite close by and then you've just got like a collection of tables and chairs so you've got lots of people just sitting there yeah. on their laptops the people playing chess was it playing chess yeah, i think as well yeah. having lunch and just kind of chilling out and I, i've never really seen that let's say in london mm. so that that was particularly nice and i think another thing that i really love uh, about new york um is are the bookshops okay the bookshops are fantastic i mean Starting with the curation of the books there, you know, you've got really interesting titles which you wouldn't necessarily kind of look to find, let's yeah. say, on an, on a on a website somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it allows you to really kind of, you know, take some time. There's usually chairs in there and you can just kind of chill out. And and there's something lovely still about a bookshop, isn't there? You know, you can, yeah, you can, you can browse it. Amazon all you like. But yeah. There's nothing like the smell in the... The just the environment of a bookshop. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. You could just take a stack of books and, you know, I miss that because we used to have these mega bookshops in yeah. the UK and they all kind of closed down now. And we only really have foils now in Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. Which I think is one of the kind of, the, you know, the, the only sites that's still kind of existing. But those independent ones, though, are those really independent nice ones, ones they? they're fantastic. Yeah. And, and New York is full of them. Mm. Uh, so that, that was really nice. And um, apart from that, I think just, you know, Walking around New York is is quite easy, and I haven't I haven't really gone up to like Harlem because I okay. know you mentioned Harlem. Yeah, quite, quite so a good been, spot. Yeah. great food. Right? Yeah, great food. I can't remember the name of the place now, but went to a really nice soul food place there. Nice, it was great. Yeah. You've never eaten so much food in my okay. life, right? Okay. <laughs> portions really? are, portions are healthy, man. Wow. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I'm a big eater. Yeah, so. yeah. but yeah, you haven't been to so you've been in Manhattan, most mainly of Manhattan, okay. a bit of Brooklyn. Okay. And that's that's pretty much it. That's yeah. pretty much you it. walked over yeah, the bridge so then. And... Walked over the bridge. I'm sure I took some selfies at yeah, some point. Okay. The usual kind of tourist route. But um, yeah, I think next time I'm in New York, I definitely want to kind of discover some new places off yeah. the beaten track as well. Okay, lovely. Yeah, and we're, we're going to do some travel guides as well. So we'll be talking we a bit about New York. That, Excited be, about that. Yeah, that would be great. And I, you know, when I was in New York, I drove around New York State as well. Wow. So yeah, we'll put some details of that. And I heard it's quite rural as well. It right? is, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went up to Woodstock, as well, wow. which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll, be, we'll be talking about that. But you went to Pennsylvania as well. I did. Yeah. I did. And let me firstly say that traveling interstate is, it can be quite challenging. You really uh-huh. need to plan ahead because it can end up being quite expensive. So I landed, 
I landed on the Sunday <clears throat> evening right. and I had to do a, a stop off in New York and then I was actually heading to Pennsylvania from there. So there's no real direct route. So I had to take an Amtrak train, which is um, for those in the UK, it's kind of like a fast train that takes you to, you know, to other states or other, other cities. Um, so this took me from New York to Philadelphia. Okay. If you plan ahead, those tickets are about $60. Right. On the day, it can be as much as $190. Right. It's really expensive. Did it? you plan to hit them? I, I didn't, actually. You didn't. That. So I thought I, I thought I had an alternative route planned. Right. But then my flight was delayed and all sorts. You know, I was stuck in a cab trying to get from LAX, sorry, from um, JFK Airport into the center of Manhattan. That just took, like I think, over two hours, wow. eventually. I was literally stuck in traffic. So ended up having to buy a ticket, which was I think it was about $120 right. in the end, which took me to Philadelphia and then got a cab for my onwards journey. So so that, but I must admit, the train's fantastic. Okay, yeah. It's what really the... comfortable. The Amtrak train's really comfortable. Yeah. The service is great. You've got Wi-Fi on the train. You've got charging points. Okay. So let me ask you. Yeah. Are they even better than a British train, Frank? Oh, right. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. I think okay. I think I like. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's decent food on, okay. on the Amtrak train. Right, never. Right, I've right. never ventured or discovered where there is a food cart. I think what I like about the British trains is like you know you can get a good sandwich, you can get okay. a good cup of tea, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there are the little quiet areas as well, which I think also exist on the Amtrak. So I'm going to have reserved judgment on okay. that question just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though we should talk about British rail travel at some point. Oh yeah. The it's one, the on one thing to say is that it's, it's horribly expensive. Isn't yeah. it? Well, it can be if you if you if you don't, don't plan, plan it ahead, and you don't book ahead. Yeah, you can get so really expensive. stung. Yeah, for you know, not even going, for a short trip. Yeah, you can be on the train for an hour. It can cost you one hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, you know, it's like two hundred dollars. Yeah, not dollars. No so yeah, so you need to. Yeah, but anyway, back to back so to yeah. So the Amtrak train is fine. So if you do plan ahead, um, obviously you can get a cheaper ticket on the Amtrak. I also the following weekend, so near the end of my trip, I travelled from Pennsylvania to New York. And actually, this time round, um, I took a coach. Okay. So in in some locations, there's a there's a coach called Our Bus, right? And it leaves twice a day, and it goes to New York from a few spots in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure if it travels from any other state, but what I liked about this particular journey is you have an app, you can download the app, you can buy your ticket. They have water on the bus, and it's really straightforward. It's about a two hour journey. Okay, Our Bus. Our bus, our yeah, bus. our bus. So it's about a two-hour journey to get from, I was around, uh, I think it's called Fort Washington in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. So it took me from there to the center of New York, took just over two hours, which is pretty good. Because generally, finding the coach routes, I found really difficult. Yeah. Like, it's really difficult to get the information, just the intel. Like, I, maybe I'm a bit ignorant. I don't know whether there's a main website to, okay. to log on to. But, um, so this was because it, it had the app. That was the thing this time. It had the app. I found it online. Yeah. It was about, I think, $30 one way okay. or $25 one good. way. So yeah. it's, pretty, it's a pretty good price. And there's a morning journey and there's a kind of a late afternoon journey. And then there are some alternative other coach routes that you can take, which take you to like the airports, etc. Um, other than that, you've just got the train or, of course, the car. Yeah. You know, okay. so if you rent, if you wanted to rent a car, you've got to pay tolls along the way. So okay. if you were to drive from Pennsylvania to New York, 
you're paying probably about $50 in tolls one way. That's a lot. Which is a little bit much, I'd say, because you've got $50 in tolls, you've then got parking and fuel, and then coming back, it's you know, ends up being higher, your car higher as well. It kind of ends up being a, a slightly expensive yeah. journey. So, okay. so I'd recommend mixing it up. Okay, and what's yeah. Pennsylvania like? Just do interesting. Well, the, the, or the, the way you went to in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so I've so I've spent a, a very small amount of time in Philadelphia, which yeah. is quite metropolitan and feels like a very busy city. Yeah. Had a Philly cheesesteak. Okay, what was that like? One of the best things ever really? created. Yeah, because I don't, you know, I don't, eat, I don't eat meat for our listeners. Sorry there. for you. So you're... <laughs> sorry for you. It's, it's fantastic. What's, what's in this monster Just, there? It is a monster. Yeah. It's like you know, it's a good one because the bag is trans. The brown bag's transparent. Oh man. Yeah, so it's greasy as heck, and you've got, you know, you've got the the, the meat in there. You've got the cheese. You've got the jalapeno sometimes, and it's just like in a in a big bread roll, and it's like wow. It's Philly really cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak, brother. Okay. Philly cheesesteak, that is the one. But you're never going to try that. I'm never going to try that. Unfortunately, you're yeah. not a meat eater. No, no disrespect <laughs> to that at all. But uh, So Philadelphia is quite cool. And I, I, was, I was in a place further up north called Lansdale in Pennsylvania. Okay. Proper rural. Mm. So it's kind of semi-rural. So trees everywhere and, and uh, lots of deer as well. Okay. Yeah. Pretty? So, Pretty place? Yeah, beautiful yeah. place. Okay. A beautiful place. And... Um, it was interesting because I, I went further up to a, a place called Mannheim on that same weekend and, and, and that was like really quite remote. Uh, and as a person of colour walking around Mannheim, I think sometimes there were a few kind of interested stairs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people were, what's he doing here? Kind of walked into the hotel like, oh, okay. oh, hi. You know, yeah. it's just like, I remember actually I came out, the, I was staying in a hotel that weekend and uh Came down the lift and said good morning to someone. Okay. Because that's what you do, right? Yeah, you, you know, should so be. You should say good morning. And he went, mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, uh, Okay, <laughs> just didn't know what to do. Yeah. That seemed a bit odd. So, yeah. but look, could be nothing. Yeah. Could be my uh, my paranoia yeah. as a person of colour. But overall, well, the trip was great. Yeah, okay. And good experience in Philadelphia overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great experience. Good Philly's experience. really cool. Yeah. Very metropolitan. You know, you can fit in there. You, you know, there's there's lots of different communities that that make up the the, the Philadelphia area. So okay, fantastic. And what, yeah. you know, when our when our website's done as well, we're going to put all these links up. You know, things to the, the you know that boss company you mentioned. Definitely, yeah, places to stay. Don't know that ho- the hotel you stayed in. No, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might get the, a mention. The yeah. best Philly cheesesteak, yeah. probably the most we'll useful bit of information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe some vegetarian options. So, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. be inclusive. <laughs> Did pescatarian vegetarian vegan options yeah, as well absolutely. right the whole so lot, the we'll, whole we'll try and find a vegan Philly cheesesteak not sure if such a thing exists <laughs> but maybe uh, Beyond Meat's getting more popular yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. we're not too far off from, from seeing that yeah so. they'll do it I'm sure they'll do it that's it from us from this week it, I think isn't it, it is absolutely absolutely yes so. hope you enjoyed listening please send us more requests of what we should talk about, your travel journeys. We are keen to talk and answer your questions in the future. So see you at the next episode and safe travels. Safe travels, everyone.